Buenos dias from Springs. This is the Rorschach Argentina update from the 21st of July, 2022. A quick summary of what's going down in Argentina. The winter holidays have just begun, and it looks like a promising season for the tourism industry. It is estimated that more than 600,000 people will be traveling by plane and train in the next two weeks, and that the flagship airline, Aerolíneas Argentinas, will have more than 250 daily departures, an average of 38,000 passengers each day. The last two weeks of July are always key for the industry, and the influx of foreign tourists is as important as the influx of local ones, if not more. Now that international travel is back to normal levels, places like Mendoza and the Patagonia region are looking forward to hosting tourists from Brazil who represent the majority of visiting foreigners. For Argentines and Argentine residents, local tourism may be the most budget-friendly option. Last week, the government announced a 10% increase on the tax of credit card purchases in foreign currency, but only for purchases and not dollar savings. What does this mean, you ask? Well, if you use your Argentine credit card to purchase something in foreign currency, you have two options by the time the due date arrives, to pay for it in U.S. dollars, in which case you don't have to worry about taxes, or to pay for it in Argentine pesos. If you opt for the latter, the bank will let you pay at the official exchange rate, currently about 130 pesos per dollar, but it will also include two taxes that add up to 75%, meaning that you'll end up paying almost at the parallel exchange rate. If you buy U.S. dollars through your bank account, though, the taxes will still be 65% of the total. So, if you're able to do so, purchasing these dollars and using them to pay your credit card is a better option than paying it directly in pesos. This is the second measure aimed at tourists. A few days ago, the government blocked the financing in installments of purchases in foreign currency. Both decisions stem from the fact that Argentina has a foreign currency shortage and must meet goals agreed with the IMF to accumulate monetary reserves. In light of that, consulting firms are estimating that the year-on-year inflation rate may reach 90% by the end of the year. Before Guzman's exit, the forecast was 76%, but his resignation shook up the markets and led to a faster depreciation of the peso. If Argentina were to reach 90% inflation rate, that would be the fastest pace since the hyperinflation of the 90s and the third highest rate in the world after Venezuela and Sudan. To battle ramping inflation, soybean farmers are refusing to sell as much produce as usual. Instead, they are hoarding part of their crops and treating it like money in the bank. Prices for everything are increasing, but the official exchange rate at which crop revenues are converted from dollars to pesos hasn't been keeping pace with the soaring prices. So, rather than selling soy to exporters now, they prefer to wait for a devaluation or to avoid pesos altogether by exchanging beans for other assets, like trucks. From trucks to buses, a lot of bus companies in the metropolitan area of Buenos Aires are circulating at 50% of their capacity. This began on Tuesday the 19th, and the decision was made due to a delay in the payment of subsidies. As we know, 
Public transportation in Buenos Aires is, is heavily subsidized, with passengers paying barely 10% of the real cost of the service. Well, the other 90% is provided by the state, which has been failing to pay on time. Speaking of subsidies, more than 500,000 people have already filled in the form to keep their energy subsidies. As we have discussed in previous episodes, the government is in the process of reducing gas and electricity subsidies to help ease the weight of public spending, and those who want to keep them need to state their monthly income on the government's official website. To make sure the website doesn't crash, people must register according to their ID number. Those whose DNAE ends in 0, 1, or 2 had time until the 19th of July, for those ending in 3, 4, or 5 until the 22nd, and so on. This month, the much-criticized rental law completed its first two years in force. Out of the, all the new rules that came out of it, one of the most unpopular regulations for landowners is that the price of rent can only be updated once a year, at a rate that depends on both inflation and the variation of wages. In July, the average increase in rents was 57%. In other words, if a tenant paid 50,000 pesos, about $170 every month between July 2021 and June 2022, they are now paying more than 78,000 pesos, or $260. Another new law is the frontal labeling one, which was approved earlier this year but has yet to come into force. Now the government has announced they will spend 1,800 million pesos, about $6 million, to finance projects that will make progress in the implementation of frontal labeling with initiatives that link the food industry with the scientific sector. Speaking of new projects, the Center for State and Society Studies, in partnership with IBIS Reproductive Health, launched a platform called MIRAR, which aims at monitoring access to the right to abortion in Argentina. The platform will include data from public sources and reports from different organizations related to the implementation of public policy on abortion. Another call for justice this week had to do with the anniversary of the attack on the Amia Jewish Center. 28 years after the terrorist bombing that killed 85 people, the lack of answers is still surprising and frustrating. On the 18th of July, hundreds of Argentines demonstrated outside the Amia building, which has since been rebuilt, asking how it is possible that not even one of the people involved was caught. The last trial concluded in 2019 with minor punishments for judicial and government officials of the Carlos Menem presidency who were declared guilty of covering up the attack, but without determining the reasons for the cover-up, nor for diverting investigations into the accomplices. Another scandal is that of the armed forces, which has been making headlines ever since a young soldier died following an initiation ceremony and another one is in critical condition after suffering spinal injuries. In light of this, the Army suspended the 11 officers involved in the initiation party and the Army Chief of Staff banned the consumption of alcohol in barracks. This includes off-duty activities in Army messes and clubs. Before we go, a quick update for the Netflix users out there. Starting soon, Argentine accounts 
will have different payment plans with different features. If you opt for the cheapest one, for example, you'll lose the possibility of sharing an account in different houses, meaning that you will only be able to access yours at home. If you travel, you can still access your account through a tablet, mobile device, or laptop, but the only way to use the same account in different houses on a regular basis is to pay 219 Argentine pesos, about 70 cents in U.S. dollars, per extra house, or upgrade your plan to a more expensive one. Moreover, the brand partnered with Microsoft to test a new subscription model that supports ads. That's it for this week. Want to help us out? Hit the subscribe button and tell your friends about us. Let us know your thoughts and ideas by emailing us at argentina at rorschach.com. Nos vemos la próxima semana.